Hello, you are welcome to Dan and Dara Doability. This is episode 35. I am Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Ernie. Dan, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. You know, college, stress. Yes. We kind of too, and it's starting to build already. Yeah. In yeah. a strange sort of a way. It's kind of, it, 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 in fourth year, it comes along a lot quicker. Hmm. I think the deadlines come along a lot quicker, so it's a bit of an adjustment. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we haven't really even started <laughs> started into things, and it suddenly is kind of, you have to have this done and this done. Yeah. CAO the way already, and we haven't even really barreled into the thesis yet. Mm. Yeah, no, I can see the look of terror on your face. Yeah, it'll be fine, Dan. It's like falling off a bus. So we go back to one that you, um, a picture that you loaded up there on social media during the week. Yes. Uh, which I thought was very funny. Yeah, this was uh, funny as an interesting way to describe it, yeah. No, it uh, is. Yeah, no, it is, definitely. I, I was kind of looking at it and I was kind of going, this is the picture that we posted earlier in the week about the all-gender toilet. Hmm. And this was kind of doing the round on social media, and we were like, "Hang on, this needs to be spoken about," um, because it's an all-gender toilet. So you have male, female, and the symbol for male and female. I yep. I would assume that's for people who, I suppose, kind of don't identify as one or the other, or do identify as one and not the other, or yes, whatever I, it is. I was thinking. Initially, that it was the the trans symbol, but I now know that that's a completely different symbol. So I would imagine, as you said, yeah, it's 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 whatever you're having yourself done. It's whatever you identify with. I, absolutely. Um, my and our issue with this is they stick the um disabled symbol. Yep, on the sure. And let me reiterate again, it was a sign. For an all gender toilet. Yeah. So these people are basically saying that disability is a gender. Yeah. Which I've never heard the like of it in my life. No. To be honest, I I've heard people say that like, you know, it wasn't meant that way, you know, in terms of it's meant for inclusion for all. Which I completely understand. Just, I right? just noticed as well, Dan, it's in Braille as well. Okay. Yeah, it's in Braille at the bottom. Which is good. Yeah. Right. But then again, that that's saying that being blind is a gender. Which is not. Um, And I, I completely understand the argument of people saying, oh, it wasn't meant that way. It was, you know, it was meant to be all inclusive. Right. Yeah, yeah, completely understand that argument, but then at the same time, if if you're gonna say that, literally say it. It it's it's as simple as that. Just call it an all inclusive toilet, um, because my situ well, this from personal experience, but in general anyway. My situation does not define my gender. That that's a that's a completely different argument. Yeah, it, it, it's a, not an argument. It's a completely different situation. Yeah, it is. But 
There's another part of this as well, though, Dan, that you've had to fight long and hard anyway for a disabled toilet. I won't say a safe place to go. It's pretty much a safe place to go. But now it's just, and suddenly it's, it's, it's free to everybody. You're losing ground. I didn't necessarily think of it that way, but you do make a point. Yeah, yeah. you're losing ground. I think for me, my my initial my initial thing around it was, yes, they're trying to make it about inclusion and about all. This, but if that's what inclusion is, it's missing the point entirely. Yeah, but I think the sign well. From what I've been able to find out about it and, and the kind of the, the, the crack behind it is, it's a disabled toilet that has been reassigned. Okay. Okay. To this all gender toilet. Right. Okay. So it's not a standard toilet. And I, I say that just to make the difference. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Completely understand. Before somebody starts throwing stones at me. Um, it's not a standard toilet that's been converted. This is a disabled toilet that has been converted to an all gender toilet. I just don't understand that. I know you're losing, but you're you're losing ground, Dan. Yeah, like I understand, as I said before, there's gonna be people saying that it wasn't meant that way. Um, but if it wasn't meant that way, don't don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, there's there is there room there for two separate signs completely. If it is a disabled toilet that's been repurposed, it is still a disabled toilet. Mm. It should have its nice little disabled sign on it, and then a separate sign. Which has this gender neutral? There you go. You know that's it, it, that's the simple way out of it. Yeah. You know, or are we just are we just kind of scrambling around the place just <coughs> to try and be as good as we can be to everybody and be inclusive and not to be seen? Yeah, as it's almost like we've heard this argument that disability isn't the area that's listened to out of whether it be LGBT or. Yep. So it's almost like somebody went, okay, to make it look like realism, we're going to bundle them all together. Yeah, pretty much. Job lot. Which is not the point. No, it certainly all. is not the point. <laughs> it doesn't. It just, just doesn't make sense, really. Yeah, and I, I was both <clears throat> kind of, as, as you said earlier on, I was both laughing at it and really angry mm. at the same time because as I said earlier on my circumstances and my gender two completely different things completely different yeah um, and we would be very much interested on hearing uh, some more feedback from our listeners well the funny thing then is I think it is actually a college I'm not going to mention the college it's not our college right but it is a college in Ireland okay who has done this so they've reassigned 14 what were previously disabled toilets. Right. To now be this gender sort of neutral space. This is going to sound very simplistic, right? Create a toilet that is in and of itself an all gender toilet and leave the disabled toilet as a disabled Because they're as I said, it's two completely different things. Completely, Dan. They're not even related. At all. So why is there this kind of... So by the sound of that, there's multiple in, in the one college. Yeah, yeah. From what I can see, it's, it's, it's in, in, 14. In, in the one 
building if it's a college well potentially it's a fairly big college campus I think but um, yeah. you know at least there's at least one maybe two in every building then if that's the case or maybe even three or four yeah I, I just don't understand that um, but yeah our, our listeners opinions on this would be very much welcome so Dan, you gave me a really good article out of the Irish Examiner um, by their health correspondent Catherine Shanahan. Mm. Uh, this is on Barbara, uh, Barbara and Elizabeth Mulher uh, down in Fermoy, down in Cork. Yep. Uh, Elizabeth is in a wheelchair. She has uh, cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a council house I believe they're in. Uh, they're there about eight years. Yeah. Um, and now at this stage it's come to the point where it is completely inappropriate for their needs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which is, I think it's, she has, uh, Elizabeth, along with all her cerebral palsy and stuff like that, she has a permanent colostomy bag. She has uh, had stomach surgery. Um, I mean, there's a list of stuff in the house that are it just is not working between slope and driveways. Yeah, absolutely not. Not being able to get through to the kitchen because of steps and saddleboard and stuff like yeah. that in between rooms just aren't good enough. She can't get out in the back garden because there's a step out into the, out into the back garden from the kitchen. Absolutely, yeah. And I think she's had even there's been a number of uh, OT reports. Uh, so that's the occupational therapist coming in. Yeah, and having a look into the house and going. Yeah, they would assess it and basically go, okay, this is suitable or not. Yeah. Um, and they're on the third one. Yeah, I think at the start they kind of said, yeah, it meets the meets the, the current needs. Yeah, it meets her initial needs, but I think she's um, deteriorated to, to such an extent now that it, it's just not yeah. feasible at all. Yeah, it's hard. But the council are saying no. Which is just completely baffling. It is, but I, you know, I suppose when you, when you start reading, when you do read the article and you kind of go through the reasons, you can understand what the reasoning is. Yeah, Be- absolutely. But then again, when you look at the reasoning, okay, homeless people are one of their their highest priorities. Yeah, which is completely understandable. Which and they don't want people jumping the the, the housing list, uh, which is understandable as well. And that's that that's one thing. But I think. Um, there, there's exceptional circumstances there's exceptional circumstances then, but, but if you look at where people with disabilities are on the list they're sixth they're number six yeah so no matter what your issue is you have a long way to go before you can be considered like what the council are saying is they're not in danger you know it's not life threatening yeah you have a house you're fine uh, yeah you know what I mean it's not great but there you are yeah, I mean, there's a long list of things that just there's no room to manoeuvre, there's no room in the bedroom for to be moved around, the bathroom is inappropriate. Yeah, she can't get access, to, as you mentioned earlier on, she can't get access to her kitchen uh, from the back and she eats in the kitchen. Like. Yeah. So, you're, like, it's it's just, there's no, in my mind, there's no justification for it at all. So there they are, Dan, they're in a three-bedroom bungalow. You know, in for in 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 for my, and uh, spend an awful lot of time heading to uh, Cork University Hospital as well. Yeah, you know, and the, the, there's and that that's increased. Um, yeah, and she's gone over along. the past couple of eight, couple of years, and I like that's what that's what they're looking for mm. is somewhere that's either they adapt a house to something that 
fits their needs as they are right now or they're rehoused. Yeah. And they've brought <laughs> they've even been to court with this. Yeah. They've brought the council to court. And Justice Marie Baker, you know, said in the High Court it would be and I, I had the I had to read this a couple of times myself just to understand exactly what she <laughs> what she was saying. Yeah, there's a lot of legal <clears throat> jargon. There is, yeah. What she said was uh it would be uh, an impermissible breach of the constitution separation of powers between the legislature legislature and judiciary uh, for the court to order Cork County Council to give Elizabeth Mulhair and her mother with more suitable housing. So they're saying, I think what they're saying pretty much is, yeah, see what your problem is, but uh, constitutionally we can't go against what the council's doing. Mm. And what their plan is with housing homeless people first and where people are on and uh, you're number six anyway uh, in a priority list because you have a disability. And and the even more uh, shocking thing about this is the Irish Examiner covered this in 2015 mm-hmm. uh, and got in touch with the council and the council basically said we're going to do everything we possibly can to work closely with uh, the family and come to a resolution. Yep. Right? And the Irish Examiner came back to the came back to the council this year, four years later, where nothing has changed mm-hmm. in those four years, absolutely nothing, came back to them four years later and they said, we can't comment on individual cases. Of course. And then the Irish Examiner got back to them and they said, well, why could you comment on this four years ago and not now? Mm-hmm. And guess what the response was? GDPR. Oh, good. God bless you, GDPR. Well, I'll salute the GDPR there, Dan, I think very much. Uh, yeah. We're getting away with murder with GDPR. Mm. It's just, it's absolutely shocking. I mean, there, there's pictures that I that accompany this and like there's mould on the walls mm. even a picture of her in, in the chair and we'll, we'll share the article um, on uh, social media when this goes out but there's pictures of her in the chair and like trying to get through the door and it's just not you know the, there's chunks taken out of the doors because she can barely fit through you know, it's just not. There's a certain level where dignity comes into this. Yep. And you're kind of going. She has no dignity there, or Elizabeth or Barbara. Hmm. Neither of them have any dignity, and that that never mind. Disability, never mind any of that. That's comes down to basic human right. You have yep. the right to. Well, it's not officially titled as dignity, but like, it it does come into it. You know? mm-hmm. um, it's for everybody, Dan. <laughs> absolutely. You know, not just people in wheelchairs. Absolutely. Yeah. It was it was a difficult read. Yeah. To kind of like look through it and kind of go, well, firstly, to understand what she's dealing with to begin with. And then to have to deal with this on top of mm. it, it's just... Yeah, well, it kind of makes you stop and think like, uh, and look at where people with disabilities are. Yeah. 
just how far down the pecking order, mm. you know, it, it 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 actually falls. Like they've been to court, they've appealed, you know, and and, and it's still not changing. It's not improving. Yeah, four in four years. Yeah, like you know, it's horrendous. So Dan, to move on to something um, a little bit more positive, I suppose, really. Um, yes. The Irish Wheelchair Association's uh, Workability Conference in Crow Park this week. I just, you know, reading up some of the articles uh, that, that came out of it afterwards, you know, one of the, the, the headlines, I suppose, really, for me was like 60, 63% of people with disabilities are caught in a permanent recession. Yeah, that's a quote from uh, Rosemary Kyo, who is the CEO of the Irish Wheelchair Association and she was making an, an address um, at the conference and it's shocking. I mean, you're you're talking there about being down the pecking order. Yeah. That is... That's just how far down. That's just how far yeah. down, yeah. Yeah, if you want to stick a number on it, that's, that's a number you can put on it. Yeah. When you see just how far... Just how, just how far down. Just looking at the pictures as well, though, Dan, I see they have a nice little ramp up to the stage. Which I'm is so happy to see that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that that that, that was very important as well. Um, the irony on that is not lost on me. No, it's not actually, no. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they, I think they were hammering, they were hammering, hammering at home. They were hammering at home, though, Dan, about while economic prosperity may have returned to the country and, you know, we're talking about lots of employment and all that kind of stuff. It hasn't really stretched out to those in, you know, in, in, in the disabled community. Absolutely not. No, it hasn't. No. Um, and again, just been kind of left behind. Yeah. And it's funny because the amount of um, articles relating to this, well, to disability as a whole, that is referenced it mm. being left behind is well I might be being a bit extreme saying astronomical but it's a hell of a lot huge numbers then it's you know and I, I know you've been very lucky to work with a wonderful people down in Oracle during the summer and yes incredibly so yeah and you got to see a very a very positive side of it and you know yeah. like there's a an organisation who are really are striving to be better mm. and inclusive and stuff like that. But that's, you know, that's a that's a big corporation. And that's only so many people, I suppose, really, that are potentially going to get employment out of, of, of a particular place and stuff like that. There's only so many billets for everybody anyway, no matter, there's only so much room, as they say, in the lifeboat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but there's lots of other companies out there who really aren't. And I suppose it, that was pretty much what this conference was about. Yeah, just in terms of, uh, the importance of of taking people with disabilities into consideration when uh, when applying for work, when looking for a job, when employing. Hmm. Um, just I suppose the the whole employment sphere. Yeah. Uh, in in general. Um, and you know, it was said that like the importance of employers like creating a diverse an inclusive workforce. Yeah. And reading that actually brought me straight back to, it's funny you mentioned it, brought me straight back to the article. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was so good. Yeah. 
when I think about it, it kind of, it makes me think that situations like that are kind of in a bubble. So I'm in a situation like that for the good three weeks. And it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Love my time there. Then you move out of it and you're back to standard. Yeah, kind of a, a, a bleak outlook as well, though, Dan, to some degree. But we're going to, like we said, we've often said, we're going to arrive out here with the same honours degree. Yeah. When we when we finish college. I think my prospects are probably going to be better than yours because you, you of the would, wheelchair. You'd be right, yeah. You know, and that's, but that shouldn't be. Absolutely. You I know, we should be kind of both expecting to go out here for honours degree and, and, and have the same opportunities, have the same, I wouldn't say level playing pitch, but mm. it's not, it, it, it kind of has to be level really. Mm. But it's not going to be. The whole situation, I feel, just laughs in the face of equality. Mm. Completely. Yeah. It's like, yay, we have equality. Um, practice? Put it into practice? Nah. No, we won't. We'll talk about it. We'll give it its airtime. We'll say we're doing a great job, but it doesn't happen. And, and it comes back to what I was saying in Oracle, actually, was the whole thing of, like, inclusion isn't token. It's like we, as a disabled community, have to live with this for the rest of our lives. It's not going. It's not going to change. Yeah. As much as I would love it. To. Yeah. There's no fix. There's no fix. You know, it, it's not like I can go into a doctor and say, okay. "Oh, I'm not happy doing this anymore." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've had enough of this disability. Now let's. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's get that pill. Yeah. We'll sort it out. Yeah. Can you cast me in the Matrix or something? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not to be said for VR, actually, I suppose, really. Yeah, you know, possibilities um, are endless. And when you read statistics like that, it hurts. Two thirds. Mm. Two, two out of three people. Like, that's just. And I mentioned it before about the Equality 17 conference that I went to. And, you know, being a ghost in society. Mm -hmm. and having that feeling around it's exact statistics like this it's exact stories like we had in the examiner earlier on that make it feel exactly like that and it's actually scary because when I wrote that it I kind of if I'm being honest about it I wrote it thinking it was a phrase to kind of make it sound a little bit, now only a little bit worse than it actually was because we're in a position that we have to do that so much of the time anyway. Yeah. But now it's actually turned into a situation where it is exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. There's there's no there's no sugarcoating it or anything. And that's scary. Mm -hmm. That's really, really scary. For me, yeah, no, it is, and I just there's one of there's one of the quotes in it, um, a guy called Noel Joyce uh, who'd been who found himself in, found himself in, ended up in a wheelchair after a mountain bike accident in two thousand and six, and he's kind of saying why, you know, people with disabilities or people in a wheelchair should be employed. He said that people with uh, disabilities have superpowers; they have unique insight into problem solving that is a multiple of what most people go through in a day. The average person does not engage in problem solving or forward planning to the same extent. 
People with disabilities are hardwired to problem solve and to do it every single day. This makes them the best possible or the best problem solvers and forward planners in society. The biggest minority group in the world is people with disabilities, over one billion people. And the biggest group within this is the elderly. If you're lucky enough to live a long life, you have a 100% chance of having a disability. I think that's brilliant. I think I just, I just, you know what I mean? Like the forward, I know it's yeah. talking about the forward plan in there, but that, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, how are you going to get home? How do you get anywhere? There's this constant thought process, which has got to be employable. And it, it, I suppose outside of, but it, it does, it applies to everything. I, I don't know why I'm even quantifying it. A lot, there's a lot in that, Dando. There's a lot in what went on and we say a lot went, went, went down at the summit, but I think it's, it's that constant conversation has to keep going. Mm. You know, it can't be just once a year summit, lovely, another tick box, exercise. Yeah. We did this because we had to do <clears> it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I know, yeah, we, we have mentioned that before as well. There's obviously corporate stuff that companies have to... Um, Adhere to. Adhere to. When they want, if they want to be a FTSE 100 company and stuff like that, they have to have their environmental policy, they have to have their, yeah. oh, I don't know, waste management policy, whatever else kind of crack. And then they have to have a diversity policy and a, a disability yeah. policy. And that's it. A lot of little ticks and boxes. But there's so much more to add than just that. And it's the kind of thing that it's like, even saying that, it's like, why is it a situation where the mentality around it is we have to have this. Why isn't it? We have it. <laughs> we have it because it's right. Let's go from there. Yeah, exactly. Not the other way around. Yeah. That that's what frustrates me mm. about it. In in a general sense. Yeah. So Dan, we will put these uh, all these articles we discussed today um, online. Yeah. Um, where would people be able to find us, Dan? You can find us on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes. Uh, we're hosted on SoundCloud. You could also find us on GoLoud, which is on the Google Play Store and the App Store. Hmm. Uh, if you want to drop us an email, you get us at danandaradoability at gmail.com. This has been episode 35. I've been Darren McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy, and we'll talk to you very soon. <laughs>